I also don't want to have to mail anything back because I wouldn't be able to do that from the building. You know, they have a thing where it's like leave something to be picked up by the postal service, but I don't know if I trust that. So if it can't fit in the slot, it's a no-go. I guess that's true of many things, right? I had tacos this week. Did I have them twice this week? I think I did. I think I had them on Sunday. Then I had them yesterday? Yes, yesterday. That's that's why I was eating the leftover uh, guacamole and a little bit of salsa. I'm finding that I can have little bits of the spicy stuff and it's uh, consequence-free, which I'm very happy about. I think before I had it last week, I hadn't had Mexican food since January 5th, which is probably the longest time that I can ever remember not having Mexican food. So uh, happy days are not necessarily here again, but I can refer to them. Uh, Happy meals, maybe. So, and happy moments, of course, of course. But uh, I had that, and where was I? I was talking about the shoes. Oh, right. So anyway, today, I just was wearing this sort of bare minimum to go and uh, get some water and uh, have a couple chips. If I have guacamole in the apartment, probably I'm going to have that for breakfast, or at least as part of the breakfast. So I have that, and then uh, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get this stuff done and sent. So then it was like, okay, I better put on socks too, because if I forget about this because I'm distracted by work, I'm gonna have to be spraying some tea tree oil and sneakers, and I just don't want to do that, partially because I don't know where the hell I put the bottle. And the whole sitting around in my underwear in the apartment is kind of a new thing for me. Possibly because years ago I maybe didn't put as much attention and care into my presentation as I did when I was in my early 20s, uh, or have been doing for a while, presently. So that's kind of a new thing, Uh, and I don't like to do it too often. And there's, of course, nothing wrong with it, it's just not for me. My favorite thing to do is actually sit around the house, uh, dressed like you would see me out. Maybe not with the jacket on. But I filmed a couple of the Zoom things with the jacket because it's fun. And just like I like to keep my nails together as part of my self-care, I like to wear the stuff I want to wear around the house. And I hope you do too. And if that's underwear or nothing, good. Do your thing. But that was nice to get ready to quote-unquote go to a party. And I'm still in that ensemble. And uh, I like to do that too for taping. I don't always with the lockdowns, but particularly for the Zooms, I like to, you know, have everything done. And uh, that's nice. So what are you all doing for that? Let me know in the Lockdown Feelings uh, submissions, which by the way, if you've already sent one, that doesn't mean you can't send another one. And I will be getting to all of them as we go. Crazy busyness happens uh, no matter what, despite the best of plans or intentions. So, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a backlog, but I'll be getting to all of them for sure. And you can keep sending them. But let me know if there's anything you like to do, like I just outlined. Like if you like to put on a wig and sit on the couch and listen to, uh, you know, murder mystery podcasts or this podcast or watch something on that television that you have. Did you hear the motorbike? It's kind of fun taping with the window open. A little excitement. The glass door is open, of course, not the screen door. Uh, No, 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 would never do that. So let's journey back to Monday into Tuesday. I talk with Jen, and it's wonderful, and then I sign off with, it's been lovely talking with you. I'm going to go cry some more. (laughs)
<laughs> but, you know, she pointed out some very true things that it's okay to feel like that and it's okay to not be okay. So if you're not feeling okay right now, that's okay. And as I have to remind everyone, if you're feeling good right now, if you're feeling happy right now, that's okay too. And it's great. There's no guilt that should be had for having a good day or having a few good moments or even a few good days in a row. That's good. We all want that. And we should, we should all have that. After I got off the phone with Jen, I figured, okay, I need to watch a trashy film from the 80s. Now that, of course, took me half an hour to 45 minutes to actually get happening. Even after I discovered the title that I wanted to watch. It's that weird thing where you're in that state where your mind and your catalog of experiences tells you this is the prescription for your afternoon. This is what you should do. And yet it's so hard to actually do it, right? It's like those times when it's really bad and you can't get out of bed, but you know that getting out of bed will help you feel better. But why do that? Or um, I could really use a shower right now. It'll make me feel better. But you know what? Let's put that off and sit here for a bit while longer until the day's mostly over. And then you think, well, I mean, I could shower, but like the day's nearly over. And well, what, you know, why now? I'll just, I'll save the water. I'll be green about things. And then I'll, uh, you know, I'll shower before bed. Then it comes to bedtime. And you think, well, you know, I'm just going to bed, right? So eh, I'll shower in the morning. And then of course, all that happens that whole day is that you never quite feel 100% because you felt like you should get a shower and you found ways to not take it. So it's a weird um, self-sabotage thing, right? When we're in that state. And uh, that's something I could do without. (laughs) But you know, it happens. So the only thing you can do with these things that we would prefer to not have to deal with, but know that they happen is just figure out the uh, containment plan, I suppose. (laughs) Oh, all these words and phrases and uh, places that up until a few months ago we never thought about or didn't use on a regular basis unless we were talking about uh, specific science things that we never talk about. And uh, it's funny now. Now, I was talking to Jen about this, the Spanish flu. Like, we bring that up in conversation now uh, fairly regularly. Or 1918. I don't remember the last time I referred to 1918 in a casual chat. I don't think I ever did. I don't think it ever came up. But those are the funny little signs of an era, right? Of a time that will eventually pass. And um, what the hell then? Oh, right. So then I figure out what movie and it's in one of those amazing multi-pack DVDs. Sometimes they're called family favorites or like classic 80s collection. There's always, it's a kind of a vague name. And sometimes the films don't really all match up with each other. Although this set does. It's uh what is it called? 80s family favorites? No, 80s classics. And they're all films that were put out by Roger Corman's New World Pictures. So that means like Black Moon Rising with Tommy Lee Jones, which is an action suspense film, Reform School Girls with Wendy O. Williams, and an amazing, completely offensive, foul, and rotten comedy called Night Patrol, directed by Jackie Kong, who you might know is the director of Blood Diner, another fabulous, whacked-out movie from the 80s. But Night Patrol also has Linda Blair, Billy Barty, and the unknown comic, a.k.a. Murray Langston. 
For those of you not familiar with The Unknown Comic, who was quite big in the late 70s and early 80s, The Unknown Comic's shtick is uh, he tells jokes with a paper bag on his head with holes cut out for eyes and the mouth. He was on The Gong Show a lot, and he co-wrote the film. Oh my God, it is shocking. It is. I was shocked, and I saw this when I was a kid, but that's the kind of movie I love in a time like that. So I finally get it in the Blu-ray player, and I don't watch it in the living room. I watch it in the bedroom, because as I've outlined before a few times, I've really embraced the different rooms, or rather the feeling I have when I'm in a different room. And with the division of work and non-work time being so slim for me in general, and in particular in the location that I use, I find it incredibly helpful to split up the apartment uh, for the appropriate uses. So when I watched Hollywood Wives in the bedroom a few weeks ago, that was the first time I'd watched anything in the bedroom in a long time, and over a year. So it was good to do that. And now I can take my tray. I have this leather-wrapped wooden base tray that you can put on the couch or the bed, and you can put your beverages on it, and it won't fall over. It's quite good, and has revolutionized the way I live, and I'd like to thank Cherry and Sophie for that. They had that whole system set up. And actually, my place is really informed a lot by Cherry and Sophie. The Hue lighting system, the uh, tray that I mentioned. So thank you, Cherry and Sophie, and love to the two of you. And I look forward to seeing you at some point (laughs) when we can and talking to you soon. But back to how I helped to solve my own problem. How I helped to solve my own problem was by getting help from someone else. That's very important. Then it's movie time and donuts. So Cake Monkey wasn't open yet, and I could not wait (laughs) the 30 to 45 minutes for them to open. So I got donuts. I got half a dozen donuts. I think I ate almost all of them during the watching of Night Patrol. And here's something interesting. Uh, It was that kind of crazy mix of awful feelings that was so strong that it took me five to 10 minutes to actually turn the part of my brain off that's saying, you shouldn't watch this like this. What is this going to do? Like, really, it was that kind of bad. It had that let's negate every thought that you know to be true going on. Sticking with the movies past the 10 minute, 15 minute mark, I always find personally that that's the key to this. So if you're having one of these attacks, do me a favor and try this out. Go for a movie that is not heavy in any way. No dramas, even if a soothing movie for you would be The Black Swan. Just avoid it for this exercise. Put on a movie like, oh, like Legal Eagles. Remember talking about that on the show? Try to find, well, first off, I don't know what era works best for you. For me, you may have guessed it by now, the 80s or the 70s, but the 80s has a special sweet spot for me, for the soothe. So find your era, or if you want to mix it up a little bit, Try one from my era. Look for a very average, kind of shitty-looking movie from the 80s. Now, I don't mean shitty like boring. I mean shitty like trash. Hot, vintage trash. I'm telling you right now. It is, to me, the cure-all. Hollywood Wives, for instance. Incredible. A curative. And once again, that is up in Hot Dog Club, so... Go feast on that. We're going to be doing a mini-series movie club on that at some point with uh, contributions from lots of people, including the fabulous Devin Green. Maybe my rough voice earlier was because I didn't have enough tea. I just had some iced tea. So look at that. 
had the donuts, the sugar crash was approaching, and I knew that. That's another thing. Uh, one of the reasons I'd like to eat sweets in this time is because I know I will get a phenomenal sugar crash by ingesting that much of it. And also, I hadn't really eaten anything for hours because, you know, the last thing that you want to do is cook a meal when you're, you know, in the clutches of this. So eventually, I get a little sleepy. I can feel it coming on. And then I think, yes, yes, I can go to sleep, wake up in a few hours, have whatever remaining donuts are there. Probably the apple fritter because it wasn't the kind of apple fritter that I'm down with. And I, I love an apple fritter. This one was good. But it wasn't really quite as intense or magical as uh, apple fritters I've had elsewhere. Everything else was really good, though. But there's always in the set of donuts the one or two that are like, uh, I guess I'll, I'll get to those later. Or you bite into them and you go, mm, let me put this back. I got to go for the big ticket item in the middle here. So one of them was a cruffin. And uh, I like a cronut. A cruffin is pretty good, but eh, I don't know if it's a patch on the cronut. So I sleep a few hours get up, get showered, and then I do my call with Jason. And it was actually great that we were able to do the call after all this happened, because I was able to talk about it on the piece that we did for Digital DragCon. I think the last time I had the big wrenching sobs was when I was talking about the Todd Rundgren song, that the night that I started lockdown, and uh, or started the show lockdown. I had been lock- in lockdown for quite a while. <laughs> thus the cry so um there was one in between i think yeah but this was the worst of all of them and here's the thing i know that there's going to be more of these along the way in this journey that we're all taking and in a way it makes it easier somehow to know that there's going to be more because it's not going to be a surprise that's not to say that i want them certainly doesn't mean that i'm excited about it but I guess it's like knowing that there's uh, an, an appointment that you really don't want to go to, but you're going to have to. It's funny. I was looking at doing a five-minute quickie, and here we are at this minute mark. But that's good, because I'm glad to finally tell you all about what was happening. And I really want to thank everyone for sending such beautiful, lovely messages when I posted that I was having some really hard moods, because I was. And um, you can see via the brevity of that text, when I'm in those states, it's hard for me to communicate in uh, long sentences. It's like three to four words. Okay, I think that gets the picture across maybe. And then just uh, shut down again. Actually, that's not right. Shut down would be preferable to those moods. But then the rest of the week moved along nicely. I taped with Jason. It was good to talk to him about this stuff. And then I called my mom as well. And I had a really wonderful talk with my mom. And I was very candid with her about that, what had precipitated it. And... I can also be a bit of a hider with that stuff with my family because why? I don't want them to worry. I don't want them to think that I'm in a bad spot. I don't want them to think this. I don't want them to think that. And that's uh, something I've been getting much better with. And it's not born out of complete um, fantasy. You know, there's things when you're younger where you feel like, you know, you made them feel this kind of way about something or... They were mad at you about something. So it's not that we're completely out of our minds when we think these things, but we have to just realize that they love us and they will understand. Now, obviously, people have situations where they have family that does not understand, and in which case withholding emotional information is the way to go. Because if you're in a situation where people use this stuff as ammo against you, 
just keep it to yourself or the obviously the people that you can confide in. And unfortunately for a lot of people, that's not their family. So I'm thankful for that. And that reminds me that I have to call my brother soon. We text, uh, but then we, we can get bad about actually locking in for the phone call. So going to have to make that happen. So I talked to my mom and I wanted to talk to my dad that night, but it was too late. So I texted him and told him or Facebook messengered him. That's his preferred mode of text uh, communication. And then the next day was editing. The editing day just flew along. Uh, things took a little bit longer to do than I wanted to, but that's, you know, par for the course. Also, I hadn't edited a video intensely like that in a while, so it was good to get back on that particular bicycle. I think that's this week in a nutshell, a very large, big, swollen, giant nutshell. But that's this week. And this weekend, what do we got? We got Digital Drag Con, and I can't wait for you all to see the stuff, and I can't wait to see all the other stuff that's going to be part of the procession. I'm happy to be able to share all this stuff with you, especially if, you know, you've had this kind of thing happen and I think we all have, right? Because it's we're all going through it. And like Jen told me, I'm not I'm not alone and you're not alone. We might be physically cut off from each other. And that's also something that was uh starting to get to me the other night. It's been since is it March sixth that I've been holed up in the house? I, I mean outside of the trip to the pharmacy, which was, you know, just a, a ball of laughs. Uh, yeah, so it's been a while and it's going to be a while too. So I'm sure I'll be going back into layers of acceptance with that, but that night, maybe not. So just do me a favor. Okay. The next time you have anything like that, reach out, whether it's online, whether it's to a friend on the phone or to one of those helplines. And so Google crisis hotline, anxiety hotline, any hotline, depression hotline, any of them, okay? And just do it as a favor to me, okay? And to Hot Dog Club, who I want to say hi to because I didn't say anything about Hot Dog Club yet. And of course, Hot Dog Club is the community that brings you live from lockdown. And it's a community that you don't necessarily need to admire from afar. You can admire from the center of it as a member. And how do you do that? Well, Guess what? You go to patreon.com slash Craig and friends. Yes, that's right. Patreon.com slash Craig and friends. And once you sign up, of course, preferably at the movie club $10 tier, the most sophisticated tier, you will unlock a flood of exclusive premium content, bonus episodes, listener questions, episodes, and movie club coming soon. Gabby Dunn with Foxes, uh, Willem with the star is born. Movie Club, which I was trying to have out this week, but then DragCon happened, so we all know how that goes, right? That'll be coming very soon, though. Future films to be tackled, Repo Man, All That Jazz, The Apple, Night of the Comet, Cop and a Half. Now, some of these are up already in Hot Dog Club, and the ones that haven't been put up yet will be. There's a lot of them up there, so have at it. And I'm thinking maybe one for Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, and there's going to be a double with Jason, Jake Shears, for Ruthless People and Outrageous Fortunes. So, and with that, unfortunately, I got to close out this episode because I want to get this up and out before I go to bed. And I don't want to stay up too late pushing myself, even though I did promise lockdown feelings in the tweet today and yesterday. But things change. The sand is continually shifting, you know, and the lockdown feelings will be featured tomorrow 
And there'll be some levity breaks. There'll be some fun things, some more fun things. And I hope you had fun listening to this episode because I had fun making it, talking to you. I really appreciate it. I'm very thankful for it. And uh, like I said, I wasn't feeling horrible tonight, but a little, eh, and I feel better now. Uh, I might sound like uh, on the door of death, but that's just because I'm sleepy. That's all for today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. For more, head on over to patreon.com slash craigandfriends, sign up, and slide on in to the Thunderbuns of Hot Dog Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's whimsically ah, Before we get into the episode, I just want to say, Happy birthday, Katya. The thing you're about to hear was recorded last night. And before prepping it for post, I just said, you know what? I'm very tired, so I'm going to go to bed. And uh, I'm kind of happy I did that. And I'm happy I've been doing that more lately. So I hope you're having a good day. And I hope you enjoy the episode, because it's coming up right now. Hey everyone, how you doing out there? I am a little sleepy, so this is going to be a short one. And in about five to ten hours, there'll be another lockdown. And on that one, I'll get into my week. And um, what else? Lockdown feelings, of course. A lot of fun stuff this week, a lot of not fun stuff this week. Uh, One thing in particular was the uh, (laughs) world-class panic attack that I had the other night. And the following morning as well. It was a nice two-parter. But, uh, of course, got out of that hole, and I'll get into that whole thing on the next episode, which will be here in a few hours. But I uh, hadn't put one up for a day or two, and for good reason, really. I was busy, and it was a good busy. And it was for Digital DragCon, which is happening this weekend. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited that uh, I got to chat about fun things and serious things and other stuff. With Gabby Dunn, Jake Shears, Karen from Finance, Crystal, and of course, Ms. Devin Green. Today was good. It started with a little bit of, um, not stress, but a little uh, (laughs) slight worry about getting things locked and loaded and sent in time for the very last, very post-due date uh, for Digital DragCon, because they're all videos, of course, and they range from 15 to 30 minutes. Editing Zoom video is kind of interesting, particularly when the video on one side glitches but you know there's no big problem it just takes a little bit longer and it's great that we can do that stuff and also it's fantastic that a lot of people have mics and everything so a lot of tapings can be done and have it sound almost like you're in the same room which is nice and even the inbuilt zoom audio capture when it's just on the computer it's pretty impressive i really really have let the cleaning slide this week but you know, that's how it goes some weeks. And it was really busy. Um, actually, I might as well just get into all the stuff now. So, uh, what was it, Monday, maybe? It must have been Monday, I think. Yeah, well, whatever. Let's say it was Monday. It was a day that was earlier in the week than, than this day. And I started the day with a taping. I believe it was Crystal. Decent sleep the night before. Got up really early. 
and then had a lovely chat with Crystal. Then after that, I taped uh, the chat with Gabby Dunn. And after that, I taped a chat for an upcoming lockdown with the fabulous Miss Pia Zadora, the lovely lady of Las Vegas, and of course, the star of The Lonely Lady. I taped a chat with her in November when I was in Vegas, my first time, hopefully not my last. And um, that was actually taped the same day as the episode with Goth Charlotte. Of course, the subject matter is ever so slightly different between the two episodes. So that was another action-packed day. I was going to then tape a chat with Jake Shears, Jason, of course, and then he was in the midst of doing some kind of grocery thing, and we all know how much uh, time, effort, and energy it takes to be dealing with groceries, then he was dropping some off for his parents, and I had just come off those other tapings, so we both agreed maybe best to move it to tomorrow. All of that reminds me that the delivery that I had to sign for the other day, the horrifying one, the Logitech webcam, is the greatest piece of gear well, that I've gotten at least in the last week or two. It's just so wonderful for video chats. It really makes it a lot more fun to do it. It can pick up better in different light situations. So, of course, um, adjusting and configuring the ring light with the atmospheric hue lighting system. With all that, I can have a nice backdrop and, and all of that and sort of tint the room in real time, which is nice. So anyway, work essentially done for the day for that day, but then it's never really done, right? So... I started to fiddle with an edit, but then um, I was reading some news and also going over some tax stuff and, you know, other things like that. And it just hit me at the right time. That was sort of the gateway to plunging down into the giant well, you know, the old abandoned well that's just kind of full enough that you can go waist deep. And man, I'm I'm croaky right now. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been taping so much. Maybe it's because I'm sleepy. I'm not sure, but maybe that did something. I think that did something. So these things tend to strike at night because they never strike really during the day. At least I can't remember them doing that. Although I did continue the thing through the day, the next day, but I don't want to jump ahead too far. So um, it was a confluence of things and it just was one of those tidal waves of upset, which really I've only had that badly during this era, I think. I had one in London, but of course I I was not at full capacity then. And also because of the medication I was taking for my stomach, I couldn't take any anti-anxiety meds. I think I just said anxiety. So that's, you know, my new term for them, the anti-anxiety meds. And I of course didn't have any CBD on me then. That's kind of a new development, but I'm happy that I have all those and probably need to order more CBD gummies because, you know, one a day uh, keeps something away, usually, but I started having the crazy breathing anxiety situation. So when that happens to me now, I actually find that I say aloud, no, no, we're not doing this. I like to refer to myself and myself as we, for some reason, not I'm not doing this. Or when I'm giving myself a pep talk, I say, you know, we got this. Sometimes it's like, you got this, sweetheart. And um, sometimes it's we. Sometimes if it's talking in the mirror to talk myself out of a moment like this, it's we. Uh, It works for me. works for we. So I then thought, okay, I'm going to take another CBD gummy. I think I'd had half of one earlier in the day. But I really wasn't upset about anything earlier in the day. I think 
I may have taken the first one because I thought, well, okay, I'm kind of amped up from the tapings and I didn't sleep all that much the night before. So I thought, you know what? Uh, I'll just ease on into a bit of sleepiness. That did not happen. Plus, I was enjoying the adrenaline from the tapings and the excitement. I was actually kind of boogieing around the apartment a little bit because it was great to do all those tapings and feel like, oh, great. I think I have most of these done because I taped the one with Devin Green a few days prior. So really, I had four out of five done. Fabulous. And knowing full well that the next day, you know, Jason and I would take care of it, knock it out, and uh, do it. Because it's just the two of us yakking, and we can do that for hours. Actually, you'll hear that, not that particular chat, but uh, us yakking for about 75 to 90 minutes on an upcoming lockdown, which I'm excited about. And that was our first foray into recording a Zoom call. Might have been my first time taping via a Zoom call, I'm not sure. Uh, no, it wasn't. That's a complete lie. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I thought it was the first one just now. That Maybe because I'm tired and things are getting a little scrambled. But even though I might sound like I'm down, I'm not. I'm just tired and my voice is uh, a little rougher than usual. But hey, that's kind of fun too, right? <sighs> yeah, so anyway, I'm in that mode. And when you're at the top of the spiral, as I'm sure everyone listening is familiar with, you're kind of aware that you're about to go down the tunnel the slippity slide, and you're thinking, what can I do to prevent this? So at the same time, the cyclical, ever-worsening thoughts start going. And then on another track, the cyclical, negative, uh, self-punishing thoughts happen, including, why am I feeling like this? Because other people have it worse. All the things I talk about all the time on this series about how we shouldn't do that, I was doing it. So no matter how aware of the stuff you can be, it can still grab you, snatch you up in the middle of the night. Because by this time, it was after midnight, maybe just approaching midnight. Then on another track, not quite so constant, um, less like a lead vocal and more like a backup vocal that pops in and goes, ooh, like that. It's uh, the thought of, uh-oh, it's 12, and this is kicking in now. So, looks like you're not sleeping, which was kind of true. Very, 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 very late did I get to sleep, or very, very early, depending on if you're a glass half full or half empty kind of gal. And <laughs> I was just in the clutches of this thing, so I had the CBD gummy. No apparent effects. So, uh, I took a hit from the bowl. Mm, still nothing much. Then I, I nibbled a piece off of an anti-anxiety medication. Mm, still not much of any noticeable difference. Because, you know, what happens when you have an anxiety attack? Your adrenaline spikes, right? Then the breathing freak out leads to another level of freak out. Then your body's in the seize-up mode. It's hard to focus on anything. Um, I thankfully was able to text my friend Kieran across the hall Kieran, as we might know him these days, by now. And uh, he was awake, because his schedule is topsy-turvy right now too, as I'm sure many of yours are. Which is, again, like I always say, lest I be redundant about certain things, there's certain things that need to be spoken of many times, or frequently. And uh, it's okay if your schedule is all over the shop. It does not matter. 
Just try to get sleep when you can. And if you can't, go with it. Do a sunglasses in the house day, like I like to think of them. But this night was not one that could be treated with uh, drugs. It was kind of like that drug-resistant strain of STDs that we heard about. And so the slowdown stuffs that I was taking didn't really do much. And I'm just remembering now that I have NyQuil, but I never really like to take NyQuil unless I'm really, really, really sick. And I don't want to be that either. But uh, the NyQuil I never think of as a go-to. Usually the CBD does the trick, or again, the anti-X. What did I call it before? The anti-anxiety medication? Uh, Does it. So anyway, I I eventually was able to get to sleep. Because probably by this point I'd been up for almost 24 hours. Because I didn't get to bed till about six or seven by this time i had texted jason and said listen this this is happening i'm in this anxiety attack and uh, let's push tomorrow by a few hours because i need to figure out a way to get some sleep to a point that i bring up on some upcoming shows some of the drag con shows and i think something i've said on this series one of the good things if you want to call them good about having had these things happen before or having had heartbreak before or you know dealing with a loss of someone the things that we can use from these times or these experiences that can help us in the future is to remember the other times that you've had something like this and that can help you to develop coping mechanisms or strategies at least that's what helps me so in that state where everything was really horrifying i mean every single thought that was bad or difficult or negative i was having them all like i said on one track there's this thing then you got the spinning plate uh, happening in the middle and then the other tape loop is happening lots of tape loops lots of cycles lots of cyclical thoughts rather and music wasn't working uh podcast wasn't working i could hear them talking but it wasn't sinking in but i eventually get to sleep trouble is i only sleep for 90 minutes oh wait And the coping strategy here that worked is what's an additional stress that I don't need to inflict upon myself? Agonizing about tomorrow's taping with Jason, which I had to do by the end of that day, right? But I couldn't make that more important than me getting over this feeling. I have done a taping or two in the past where I was still gripped by heavy-duty anxiety. Now, I, I wouldn't be able to necessarily pick them out by the way they sound. But I didn't enjoy myself during them. I was able to do them, but now I know, don't do that. You know, I mean, unless there's no other choice and you have to, then you just, you know, you got to make show, as the Germans used to say, uh, uh, who ran the club that the Beatles were at, or mock show, or mock show. I'm not sure how you pronounce that properly. Uh, Germans that are listening, please let me know. It's always something that stuck with me from the stories of the Beatles playing at the... uh, the hell was the name of the place? Oh, the Ratskeller, right. Which translates to rat cellar. There was a Ratskeller in uh, Boston. I never actually went into it, though. Storied, legendary rock club in Kenmore Square. Amusingly, I worked at a record store right next to it for six months, seven months. Never went in. And found out that it closed when I came to work one day. And they said, oh, the, the Ratskeller shut. Or the rat, as it was called. So that's another example of do the things when they're available because you don't know when they're not going to be or when they're not going to be anymore. So anyway, back to the coping thing. 
I structured the day as best I could, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to get up early. And that worked out. And that alleviated some stress. So I get to sleep. Now what happens? Oh boy, do I have the nightmare of all nightmares. So in addition to the world-class anxiety attack, I uh, then have the anxiety in my dream, which took the shape of a very, very, very vivid, very realistic-seeming dream in which I lost someone, and that person I should have called the day before. It was every kind of um, guilt and terror and sadness-inducing thing rolled up into one. So what happens is I wake up about 90 minutes after I go to bed in in a full-on anxiety attack part two and also wake up and immediately I'm into wrenching sobs. Just unstoppable, uh, lurching, stomach-wrenching sobs. Stomach's tight, chest is tight. Thankfully, I know that it's from that and not from something else. Then I'm laying there, wiping my face, you know, and I just stare in a kind of blind panic at my phone because now I I know that I have to reach out to someone and I have trouble doing that. And I know I advocate that all the time and um, know that that might make it sound hypocritical but when i suggest that when i recommend that i know how hard it is and that's one of the reasons why i think that i talk about it so much because i know how hard it is to do and it is hard because i feel like in that state i feel guilty particularly in this era this time during this crisis because of the thing we always talk about on lockdown that well i don't really have anything to complain about there's other people who are in much worse situations there are these are all true things there are people that are in worse situations right there are people that are in uh, very scary situations however that does not mean that your feelings my feelings in this case are not real are not valid and are not coursing through my system Simply thinking, well, there's people who have it worse than I do. That's not going to turn off the valve of this crazy nightmare adrenaline, right? It just won't. But to allow that part of our brain to run the show, the one that says you don't deserve sympathy, that you don't deserve the same amount of tenderness and care that you would afford someone else, that part of the brain goes wild it has it has like a dance party during this stuff but that's the part to fight fighting it includes reaching out to someone and and while that's tough on the conceptual level right sometimes it can also be tough because you wonder if you reach out to the same person too often because then you think that you're a burden right that's that whole feeling of thinking like or feeling like you're a burden not thinking because it's all about feeling here and again these feels these emotions they do not Listen to logic, no matter how many times, you know, you, you hector them with the facts and figures, they just won't listen. So, when they've gotten out of the cubicle and they're wilding out, you're going to feel a kind of way, maybe three kinds of ways. So I have the phone in my hand and I'm scrolling recent texts, just looking for names, you know. And I see my friend Jen's name. And, you know, 
we check in with each other and stuff and we've known each other for 20 years and she's wonderful and her and her husband tony now live in california which is nice and someday we could visit (laughs) but they're uh, about 45 minutes an hour away from here and i'm looking forward to when we can uh having a, a weekend and that'll be great. And I've spent many, many fun times at uh, Jen and Tony's, and it's a wonderful time. And they have a great son named Maxton or Maxtron, and uh, they're just lovely people. And so I called, or rather, I text Jen. And even that is funny because I'm, you know, I love uh, to fashion a fun text. I love some emojis, but I also love to write a fun text as as often as I can. Because words are fun. I like words. You may have noticed. Um, But it was very just, hi, are you awake? You know, very, we all know the text. We all have written these texts. The the shortest, most dispassionate text you will ever see from me is if you get one of these that's kind of, you know, nudging around to see, sniffing around to see if you're A, up, and then B, in, in the kind of place where, you know, this won't seem like a, a massive stressor to you or um, something that will bum you out. And that's not necessarily how I think of it now, but that's the mindset in those moments. Anyway, I text her and I, I ask, you know, I basically describe it in as few words as possible, as if it was uh, Twitter before the lessening of the character restrictions. And um, then she's like, yes, please call. And it was early. It was six, seven in the morning. Right, so when I went to sleep, it was four or something, maybe five, or it was five and I got up at 6.30. That sounds about right, yeah. So I'm about to call, but I can't stop crying. And so it's hard, I always find, to call and not being able to say hello when you call. You know, if you just hear sobs, it's like, that's a really bad way to start the conversation, but sometimes it's the only way. So I said, oh, you know what, uh, sorry, just give me five minutes, I... uh I need to get some water, which was true. I hadn't left the bedroom since I woke up. No, I did. I did. There was a couple chocolate eggs left, and I'd gone into the kitchen and and grabbed those, but didn't get any water. By the way, if you hear any uh, chats in the background, any dog noise, yeah, you hear that? Oh, that's nice. Someone's having a chat about how they got fatter as well as their friend getting fatter during this time. It's good, but they're saying it in a jovial way. Kind of like, yeah, I know that one. I heard that song before. And that's the attitude that we should keep about that whole kind of thing during this time. Because, like my friend was talking to me about stress eating, and they go for McDonald's. When I was checking back in on them, I said, you know, how you doing? And they said that they were having kind of a tight day. Uh, lots of meetings and stuff. And um, so I suggested, listen, if it has to be a McDonald's day again, wonderful, right? Kind of like my step two to the treatment of my horrific panic attack morning. But back to Jen. It was so wonderful to talk to her. And I mean, I was really, I just barfed out all the feelings, but I'm sobbing and I couldn't control any of that. I couldn't, I couldn't put the, uh, I couldn't put the cap on the bottle. It was just pouring out. And she said a lot of things to me, like that I would say to someone else. And it's so funny when you're aware of the fact that you know that the logic there is sound and you know that they're right. And it still takes a few minutes for it to crack through the ice. And that's one of the wonderful things about friends, right? About reaching out. And I imagine a hotline would be good for that too. Because sometimes 
uh, when we're in that state, the feeling of burdening others is so great sometimes. And, and that can be tied into a lot of internalized shame or maybe, you know, bad situations that have happened when people have used uh, information like that against us. There's a lot of reasons why we can feel that way. So if you do feel that way about things, don't feel bad about it. Just uh, know that that's what it is. And, oh, I should mention again now that please send your lockdown feelings to whimsicallyvolatile at gmail.com. I'll be getting to some of those in a little bit. See, look, I was going to do a short episode and then I start talking and uh, I start to feel better. Not that I felt bad earlier. I just felt kind of worn out because I had a very, very, very full day. I had a very, very, very full day yesterday. Although last night I did something that I'm kind of proud of. Instead of working through the night to make sure everything was done and dusted by like 6, 7 a.m., I went to bed. (laughs) I had been editing all day. I was very tired. I was kind of like nodding a bit, honestly. I was like almost fell asleep at the computer. But instead of having a cup of tea and like, you know, just pushing, 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 I, I just went to bed knowing that I would get up about six or seven. Because long sleeps just ain't happening lately. But that's a good thing in a way because I knew that I'd be up in the morning, etc., etc. But then there was a whole lot of work to be done between then and noon. So (laughs) it got done. But uh, the one time it might have been useful to actually push through like that. Anyway, look, I got rest. And that's better than being a zombie for the rest of the day. But anyway, I feel better than I did before. Because I just felt a little lethargic earlier tonight. Again, you know, a lot of great things earlier in the day, a lot of productivity, uh, a lot of work that I enjoy. So not just productivity in the sense of like I tick the boxes, but, you know, productive at what I love to do. And then also feeling like, ooh, I really got to get a lockdown up. Then I got a lovely invite from my friend Daniela, who you'll be hearing on lockdown in the next couple of weeks, to attend a Suzanne Barsh party on Zoom, my first Zoom party. I mean, I've had chats on Zoom and I've had a couple group chats, and obviously I've been taping via Zoom, but I hadn't done the Zoom party yet. I wasn't really in a dancing mood, though, because I was a little tired. And then I kept wondering, is it going to cut to me? Uh, and it's just going to be me staring at the screen, uh, kind of nodding a little bit. But I dressed up for it. I mean, dressed up compared to what I was wearing earlier in the day, because I was editing in the t-shirt that I grabbed as soon as I woke up, underwear, uh, socks, and, and sneakers. Uh, the house shoes. And, uh, well, that was stage two of the morning outfit because the first outfit was just thrown on so I could get some water. So that was actually just sneakers without socks, which is a really bad idea because you know what happens then, right? If you're going to get stinky. So don't do that, particularly if you only wear this one pair around the house. I used to like to wear my regular shoes around the house, but then two things kind of put a damper on that. First, Apparently, the clacking actually registers through the weak wall. And I don't want it to be disturbing my neighbor. Then, number two, now, those are the outside shoes. And, oh my God, you can't wear those inside anymore. So, say goodbye to that pair. You know, essentially. I mean, they're there for me when I have to leave the apartment. But that's it. It's kind of really time to buy a couple new pairs of shoes anyway. But that's going to wait for a while. Because, do I really need to right now? No. And uh, I don't want to get anything more in the mail. 